It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. And a good afternoon for the Kentuckyana Sports Leader, Big X Radio. No, I am not John Spears. I'm Ed Peek sitting in for John, who's on the road with Bellarmine playing their final game of the season at Austin P. I I do believe. Uh, they lost on Wednesday at Lipscomb, so they're about ready to wrap up the 2023-24 year on the road. Lots and lots and lots of great basketball uh, this weekend as we're coming down to right before uh, the NCAA tournament, high school basketball at its peak in Kentucky in, in uh, district play, southern Indiana in sectional play, and uh, my producer on the other side of the wall, Scooter Dingus, a.k.a. Justin Kalen. Uh, we were at uh, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday night at Borden, and the atmosphere, even though it wasn't some rivals playing each other, it was still great. It was, yeah. And tonight's expected to be even better. I know you and I will both be out there at Borden again tonight. A couple of really good games. I'm I'm not even covering the first game, but I'm going to be there to watch it because I just think it's going to be a high-quality basketball game. Best it, time of the year, Ed. It, it, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it all it, it, it counts. And uh, <laughs> I hate to use this phrase, it just means more. And mm-hmm. it really does. It just means more this time of the year. Six o'clock at Borden. Uh, if you want to get in, you better get there early. Uh, the gym holds about, I think, 2,400 and some change. Uh, six o'clock for Christian Academy and Rock Creek, who drew a bye. Second game, host Borden against South Central. Uh, let me ask you this real quick before we go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Borden have an advantage? And I don't want to say unfair advantage. you got to play somewhere, so it's not unfair. Do they have an, uh, an advantage playing at home at Borden? I, I would say so, yeah. I mean, you're going to be- get a big student section. The community's going to come out for Borden. And keep in mind, Ed, when, these, when Borden and South Central did battle earlier this season, it was a 65-64 game. So oh, wow. that, that game wow. was at South Central, so I'm expecting another tightly contested one here tonight. But, yeah, if if there is any sort of advantage, I would give Borden a slight advantage here tonight, yeah. Well, I know Christian Academy and uh, Rock Creek, it was, uh, it was a, a nine-point game, 40-31. to 31. Uh, I tell you what, uh, on Tuesday night, uh, Christian Academy defensively showed me that they're, they're pretty good. They, yeah. held, uh, they held down a pretty good uh, scoring team from uh, – uh, I love it, the name, the Senators from West Washington. <laughs> they held him down, and, boy, they played great defense. Yeah, I mean, looking at this sectional, Christian Academy probably is the favorite. They were probably the favorite coming into this game, and I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. If Borden's able to win tonight, I think they could give Christian Academy a run. I think South Central, if they win tonight, could give Christian Academy a run. But, hey, well, let's not count out Rock Creek. Those those right. guys were sitting behind right. me in the stands the other night. They were <laughs> very, very confident with what they were seeing out of Christian Academy that they could go in and get it done tonight. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. It should be a great night also yeah. at, uh, at Seymour. Oh, yeah. Uh, New Albany. Uh, I think Jeff plays in the first game. Mm-hmm. New Albany plays in the second game. Jeff plays Floyd Central in the first game. That'll be – well, yeah, that'll be interesting. And over at, uh, in Hanover, I believe it's at Hanover, right, Southwestern. Uh-huh. And Providence, if they win, they would play each other. So that's a that would be another interesting sectional. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, where is Brownstown this time of year? When They are in the same sectional as Providence. So, oh, luckily, okay. they avoided each other on their sides of the bracket. So, if all, thing goes, all things go like it should tonight, then you'll get Borden and Providence tomorrow night, which will be... Whew. You mean uh, Providence and uh, Brownstown, Brownstown Central. Brownstown, yeah. Brownstown Central. Yeah. yeah, that would be a great one. Uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. M&M Cartridge hotline, 502-384-1450. Uh, I will have a special guest, and there's some stuff going on that uh, a gentleman wrote about. I'm just kind of teasing it here. I'm going to have this gentleman on who wrote a column about it, and he dug pretty pretty deep into it at about uh, about 12.20. So I'm going to just leave you hanging out there and uh, let you know a little bit later. Uh, well, let's just tell who it is. It's uh, Rick Bozich of WDRB and WDRB.com. You're not very good at the tease thing. <laughs> no. <I'm, laughs> you gave that jig up pretty quick. <laughs> I gave it up pr- pretty quick. Uh, uh, it's uh, The book is just called uh, simply Rex Chapman. Uh, a memoir revealing his journey through fame and pain. Uh, I was fortunate enough. I know Rick was. I was fortunate enough to cover Rex when he was at Apollo. His dad was his coach. Uh, and also his dad was a player for the old Kentucky Colonels. And he also later on not only coached in, in high school at Apollo, but before he went to Apollo, he was at Kentucky Wesleyan and did win a national championship. So we're going to talk to Rick about uh, a little bit about uh, Rex Chapman and the, the UK book, and that, or not UK book, the uh, book by Seth Davis and all. Uh, basketball this weekend, it's it, it's a big weekend. Arkansas, 14 and 14 at number 19, Kentucky, 130 CBS, Kentucky, 20 and 8. Any any shot Arkansas has winning at uh, in Rupp? I, I say no. No, I, I think Kentucky will win this game pretty comfortably. Arkansas is just kind of falling apart. As the season's gone on, I mean, it seems like there's some inside stuff going on with Arkansas. Yeah, just not a great situation. I don't, I don't think the Cats have any issue tomorrow. So the must bus shouldn't, uh, and I mean the uh, he's the coach at Arkansas, uh, Bill Musselman shouldn't pack up and come to Louisville. I do not think that Louisville should go after Musselman. No. I agree. I, I, I agree. Uh, I think I uh, re- revealed my uh, pick the other day, uh, <laughs> Dusty May at uh, Florida Atlantic, but. Uh, who knows? But that's in two years. Yeah, that's in two years. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, let's just remind everybody of that. Thanks. <laughs> Syracuse, 19-10 and 10 at Louisville, 8-20. and 20. L- Louisville lost at Syracuse on a controversial goaltending call on February 7th, 94-92. I think Syracuse is headed for the NIT. Uh, Louisville, uh, they're headed to more practice time after the season. I do do you think they're going to take up on that practice time after the season? No, they'll probably take a few months off. Uh, yeah. I, if I'm a player on Louisville's team right now, I'm sorry, coach. I'm out for at least two weeks. I'm. I oh, just, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. You're right. You're right. The season is uh, – and I'll ask you this. I think uh, the season has gotten too long. I can remember when uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Indiana – it didn't matter who it was. They never started before December the 1st. And if they did, they were in one of those preseason tournaments like in uh, Hawaii or, or, or uh, one of those. Mm-hmm. My goodness, now you have a, have a game the first week in November and we're barely into getting going good on football. But 
You sound like you're upset, Ed. Well, I, I, I just think the season's too long. I don't think it's long enough. If, if they <laughs> wanted to extend college basketball season to six, seven months, I'd be just fine with that. I, I love college basketball. Well, I love college basketball, too, but maybe it's the reason because some of the teams that I follow are not having a very good year. Indiana, speaking of having a tough year, they did get a win mm-hmm. on Wednesday night yep. at, uh, excuse me, on Tuesday night at uh, uh, at uh, uh, at home against uh, Wisconsin, a team that really is almost like uh, uh, pulling teeth for them to uh, to beat. Uh, they play Maryland on Sunday. Sunday on CBS, fifteen and fourteen. Maryland, who's coached by a former Rick Pitino uh, coach, uh, assistant coach Kevin Willard. And, of course, there's uh, a lot of talk about uh, uh, your guy being on the hot seat up at Indiana. There is, yeah. Whether that's deserved or not, I don't, I don't really want to give that opinion today. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm in the camp, Ed, that I'm holding out for Mike Woodson. I, I really like Mike Woodson. I like what he's brought to the table at Indiana. But fact of the matter is, Indiana fans are not a patient bunch, and this will be his first year missing the NCAA tournament, barring a miracle in the Big Ten tournament, which Indiana's never won. So, yeah, he has gotten some heat, and, and maybe rightfully so, maybe not. I don't, I don't really know, but I'm still firmly in. I'd like to see Mike get another year, but if, if it goes off the rails quickly at the start of the se- as of next season, oh, I don't know. I just, I just I think you got to make a move. Well, let's face it. Let's 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 be honest. Fan means fanatic, mm-hmm. and none of the fans this day and time are are not patient. Uh, what did Rick Pitino say when he was here? We live in a microwave yeah. society. That's and true. I don't often agree with Rick Pitino, but I agree with him on that. I I, I really do. Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Eminem Eminem Cartage hotline five zero two. 384-1450. Please give us a call or text us. Go to break. And up next, Rick Bozich of WDRB and WDRB.com. Uh, back on Spears uh, on Sports. Ed Peak sitting in for John, who's on the road with uh, Bellerman. Uh, we've come to the part of the show where I couldn't help but uh, get this guest on. He wrote a column for WDRB.com. Rick Bozich, uh, been around a long time covering sports in Louisville. Uh, he's uh, been at the Courier Journal, now he's at WDRB.com. Uh, Rick, how are you? I'm good, man. It's baseball season. You know how I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Reds are four and one, by the way. How are the White, the White Sox? Sox are, White Sox are three and five. They won two games yesterday three after losing their five of their first six. So we'll I, see how they do today. I told my wife uh, the other day they're four and one, and she looked at me and she goes, "It doesn't mean anything. It it, it really does. It, it it does to an extent, but uh, but but not totally. But uh, I don't know. I think that Reds will have a good year and." be in contention for that division, which is, uh, it's a little bit better now. Uh, you wrote a column about the book CBS's Seth Davis wrote, uh, on Rex Chapman. Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty 
inclusive on things that Rex had uh, ran across uh, when he was at uh, at at Kentucky. Uh, I know I was fortunate enough to cover Rex when he was at Apollo, uh, talk to mm-hmm. his dad. Uh, Noah's dad won a national championship at uh, at Kentucky Wesleyan. And you, uh, quoting you from your uh, column, you can't put this book down. I went by uh, one of the local bookstores on the way in. They didn't have it. Uh, they said they only had two copies. I'm thinking they sold both of them. Why only get two copies? But anyway, dive into this and and kind of tell us what's your thoughts and what's your feelings. I guess the biggest thing is he kept a shoebox under his bed at Wildcat Lodge full of cash. Yeah, I kind of led with that just because it would draw people in uh, because people in this area have a different view of Rex, I think, than um, – Nationally, nationally now he's known for his Twitter account, and uh, he had a podcast for a while, and some of the stuff he's done in the NBA. But locally, he's still remembered as one of the greatest high school basketball players the state of Kentucky's ever produced. Uh, and when he came out in 1986 with Felton Spencer and Reggie Hansen that year, uh, initially a lot of people thought he was going to come play for Louisville and Denny Crum because he loved Denny Crum. But he tells a story in the book, which I didn't include this part, uh, <clears throat> that he had told Crum he was coming to Louisville, and in before his junior, before his senior year, at the end of his junior year, uh, Kentucky was playing in the NCAA tournament out in Salt Lake City. I think it was. It was either Denver or Salt Lake City, and they, were, they lost that night. And Cliff Hagen called Rex and told them, "Don't." please don't commit to any school. Please promise me you'll come visit UK because coach Hall is going to retire after tonight and we're going to get the best coach possible. It's either going to be, I think, Lute Olson or Eddie Sutton. And please promise me that you'll at least come visit UK. And indeed, Joe Hall did retire and indeed they did hire Eddie Sutton. And indeed, Rex went and visited UK, and when he got there, he saw the Wildcat Lodge and saw all the other things that, uh, you know, the the benefits of being a UK basketball player, and he made a decision to go play for UK. Um, And I think now, I mean, he said it before, and it's in the book, he wishes he would have stayed and gone to Louisville, that he would have loved playing for Denny Crum, because by the end of his second year at Kentucky, he hated it there, uh, because... Coach Sutton was really hard on him, and he was dating uh, Mark Higgs' uh, younger sister at the time, Sean. Right, right. And Sutton and the assistant coaches, Dwayne Casey and James Dick, he called him into the basketball office on multiple occasions and basically said, you need to be more discreet about this. People are complaining about a white guy dating a black girl. Uh-huh. And uh, he couldn't handle it. Um, and he's and he's mad at himself now that he didn't really tell them. I don't care what you think. I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh, but the overarching part of the book is that you know this is somebody everybody looked up to and said, "Man, I wish I could be Rex Chapman. How great that is!" And and actually being Rex Chapman for him for a variety of reasons was not that much fun. The pressure he had. He suffered a lot of anxiety. He tells a story like in one of the first games he played, even in elementary school, when he went out on the floor, he got so nervous that he puked all over the floor and they had to clean the puke off the floor before he could play. And he basically says that almost before every game 
throughout high school and college, he puked before every game. And if he didn't puke, he put his fingers in his throat and made himself puke. Um, and then later, you know, once he, once he got to the NBA and suffered a bunch of injuries, he got hooked on painkillers and was taking painkillers and was addicted to them. He had a very, um, what's the right addictive behavior towards gambling, betting, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Losing money at Vegas, he lost four hundred thousand dollars in one weekend playing blackjack in Vegas. He would oh. he was a degenerate horse racing player. He'd go to the OTB parlors in Denver and bet you know the whole race card somewhere, and then you know just blow money. And his lawyer would call him and say, you know, you, you need to quit doing this. And 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 he knew that the guy was right, but he said, it's my money. I'll do whatever I want. And he and he blew through. He blew through four hundred thousand oh. uh, dollars, four hundred million dollars. I'm sorry, four hundred no, million. Sorry, 40, 40, 40 million dollars okay. is what he blew through. Well, that's still a lot. And of now money. he lives off he lives off part of his NBA pension, which he had to start drawing before he should have. And he's got a job with the Phoenix Suns. But it, it, it's a sad story to me in many ways. But in the end, it's a, it's a triumphant story because currently he's in a good place. Mm-hmm. And he's back living in Phoenix and has re- repaired his relationship with his four children and that's has good. a job that's with good. the Phoenix Suns. So that's a long-winded answer. But I, I just say this. I mean, it's an easy read. Uh, you can read it in probably three or four hours. Um, and I couldn't put it down just because there's so much in there. Like you, we remember who he was and like, oh, wow, I didn't know this happened. And I didn't know this happened. Right. And uh, he tells the story, and this is in my column, that, when he was a freshman, Kentucky played Louisville in in Louisville, uh-huh. and I'm pretty sure Kentucky was staying at Executive West. Uh, and very correct. Rex, Rex was roommates with uh, Richard Master Blaster Madison, and he couldn't oh sleep, <laughs> so he was keeping Rex up, and Rex couldn't sleep, and Rex got up and tried to go to the lobby of the hotel at six in the morning. And when he got off the elevator in the lobby, there was Eddie Sutton coming the other way oh. with a bottle of absolute vodka in his pocket. And Rex said he was hammered. Oh. And Rex tells another story in there one time of he and a teammate walked into the basketball office and found uh, Eddie Sutton passed out on the floor. And, and I mean, it's just, we we all knew back when Eddie Sutton was the coach that he had an issue with alcohol, right. uh, but nobody right. could ever prove it. And nobody wanted to talk about it. And they, they try to get him help, but he kind of illuminates just how how bad it was at the time. Well, Eddie Sutton was a, a I thought, an outstanding coach. He he left, and he I guess he got treatment and went uh, back or to Oklahoma State, where I think he played for uh, Henry Iba, and actually he got to the Final Four one year. Uh, talking about getting back to Rex a little bit, uh, the late Denny Crum. I asked him uh, one time. Uh, I says, uh, "What do you think of Rex Chapman?" as a player and he quite honestly and uh, said well you know what ed rex has never learned what a good shot is and rex did <laughs> shoot a lot and that coming from denny crum is that's that, that's that's pretty rich never learned what a good shot is and he played of course all those years in the nba yeah yeah you know he would have benefited i think from playing for uh, Coach Crum, um, because Coach Crum really um, did well with big guards, mm-hmm. big athletic guards. Yes. He would have fit in the same mold as you know a Milt Wagner or a Lancaster Gordon or Daryl Griffith, those kinds of guys. 
And if he would have joined you at Vell in 86, that was right after they won the national championship, and he would have jumped in and taken either Milt or Jeff Hall's spot. And that's right, what they needed. Right. Purvis, and, Purvis and Herb Crook and, you know, Ken, uh, Kenny Payne and a bunch of those guys were still around. They they were they were kind of lacking for guards. Well, can, um, but can, can, Kentucky yeah, did I have mean, a good team. That's There's no doubt. And I think, didn't yeah. Villanova knock them off in the uh, regional in Birmingham? And then Villanova Kentucky? played... Uh, 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 Oklahoma, I think uh, Rex is soft. Oklahoma, Oklahoma beat Louisville, I think, and didn't uh, Villanova beat Kentucky? Yeah, you're right. That's right. That's exactly right. That was in a, Birmingham one that, night in right. Sweet 16. Right, right. That was in 88. That was Rex's last game. The year right. before they lost at Cincinnati, I think, to somebody in the NCAA tournament. Right. But yeah, right. I mean, Rex, you know, he gets into the stuff about Sean Sutton playing too much his second year, and it pissed Ed Davender off, and he said some one night they didn't practice well, and Eddie Sutton got mad. They complained. Uh, the play, the veteran players like thought Eddie was too hard on them, and they knew that Rex was his favorite player, so they told Rex to go to tell Eddie Sutton to back off, and Eddie and Rex went and did it, and then Sutton like got the team together and said, "Oh, you guys have so much courage. You sent a sophomore." Most teams, the the, the, <laughs> the older guys come and complain, but you guys sent the sophomore to do it. Right, right. And another time he talks about how they didn't play well, and he, and Sutton said, you're playing like dogs, and he got out a bag of dog food and threw, threw a bunch of dog Hello. food at him or something. And that sounds like one of those old-time coaches things. Uh, I sounds remember, like a Bob Knight thing, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it does. And you had a lot of experience with uh, Bob Knight. I remember that game. Uh, at uh, at Freedom Hall, uh, when uh, uh, Chapman played, uh, and they were uh, uh, they really pounded Louisville that day. Now a week later, yeah, if, if I'm was not deflating too, because that was you know, like I said, that was early in the year after Louisville just won the national championship, and it was right. hard to believe that right. Kentucky could beat them that badly, but they did. Well, they came in uh, to, and they played their annual game in Louisville, not against Louisville. They they played Georgia the next week and and uh, U Durham was at Georgia and they beat Kentucky uh, in that game. But anyway, oh wow, uh, that's that's kind of a interesting. Well, I don't want to keep you any longer. I really uh, that's okay. Uh, appreciate. I mean, Rex Rex is a signature uh, basketball personality, and uh, you know I don't, we don't see players like. I mean, well, I guess we do with Reed Shepard. He's somewhat similar, um, but Rex. Um, was different because there really was a recruiting battle between Louisville and Kentucky right, for him. Right. And um, Rex had personality. He was so athletic in the way he played. And, um, you know, I he he's texted me twice since I wrote what I wrote. And oh, really? I've just okay. encouraged him to, uh, you know, I said it shows a lot of courage for you to put it all out there. Because well, it really does, yeah. Mo- most of us don't want to talk about, you know, what some of our shortcomings are. And, and some of the best things I've seen, he did a he did a book signing in Phoenix, and he did it, uh, and a bunch of people that showed up are other people uh, who struggle with addictive behavior, and they thanked him for doing that. And then I also saw on Twitter that LeBron James uh, complimented him for his, uh, for being, you know, willing to talk about things and and saying he was proud of him for turning his life around so well that's I good. Hope the best uh, for rex we we rex, don't we rex, don't go ahead rex is a good guy he really is and uh you know it 
I can't imagine, you know, publicly saying, well, I struggle with this or I struggle with this. I mean, we all try and stay private about what our issues are. And for him to be public about it, it really is admirable. And um, I would recommend people read the book. I think you'll, you, you will, you will enjoy the book. If you enjoy, you know, local basketball history and, uh, if you enjoy, you know, UK and U of L, uh, you'll enjoy the book and you can read it quickly. Abs- so. Absolutely. It's just simply called Rex Chapman by CBS's sports, uh, Seth Davis. Uh, of course, Seth is one of the, uh, I would say, uh, uh, leading, uh, basketball analyst, uh, with CBS and, Obviously, he's a very good writer and a good author. Uh, where was he, where did you go when they only had two copies? Uh, I went to. Uh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, Books a million. Okay. Could, could not find one over here in, in Louisville. Uh, maybe I'll try across the river and all uh, later on. You Rick, tried Barnes and Noble or Carmichael's? Ha, or? Ha, have not tried Barnes and Noble yet. Uh, I just it's kind of on the way into the studio here, and I thought okay. I'd stop, but I guarantee you, uh, I will. Uh, I, I try will. Carmichael's there on, there's one on Frankfurt Avenue. Right, um, right, right. Try there. Right. How often, uh, my wife always gives me a bunch of stuff. How often do you go to a bookstore? Me? Yeah. Uh, maybe once a month. Oh, I'm there saying. There aren't that I, many of them anymore, man. No, they're not. I, I'm about once a week. Holly Cook was around, I'd go like yep. twice a week. Oh, <laughs> Holly Cook, I used to, before the internet, I used to go in there on Sunday in a football Saturday I would get maybe 10 newspapers. Wouldn't read them all, but I would get about 10 newspapers. And I loved that. That that was a lot of fun. Uh, that was the thing. I would, get the, I would get the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the yep. Boston Globe, the Chicago Tribune, yep. and maybe the Denver Post. And, yeah, they had all the newspapers in one part of the room, and uh, it was like being in heaven. But we're telling we're our all age. dead. We're, Nobody knows what we're talking about. We're telling our age now, but I can remember, <laughs> I can remember when the Chicago Tribune actually had four or five boxes uh, around the city of Louisville, and there were a few places that sold it uh, on a daily basis, but that, that that's no more. Rick, I'll let you go. Thanks very much. Right. Rick right. Bozich, WDRB, WDRB.com. See you tomorrow, uh, hopefully. Okay. Uh, we will uh, – and we thank him very much. Uh, it's uh, he, he gave us a lot of uh, info, and that's exactly which, uh, what was in his column. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, quite interesting. Scoots? Rick's the man. What do you What do you think about all that? Is that and I should have asked you. I meant to ask Rick this, but was that widespread across the college basketball in the late seventies? Absolutely, 80s? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pretty That's, dirty. It's Pretty dirty, those, wasn't it? The The older I get, Ed, the more I realize that sports are just ultra dirty at every single level. I mean, there there is not a level where sports are not being politicked in some way, shape, or form. I agree with you. I agree. Uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Please call us and let us know what you think. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. Scoots, we got some uh, big uh, national college basketball games this weekend. Oh, yeah. 24th-ranked Florida at 18th-ranked South Carolina. We've got number 7 Kansas at 15th-ranked Baylor. 13th-ranked Illinois at Wisconsin. And Mississippi State is playing Auburn, and I have lost what they are ranked. And also uh, Virginia, 21-8 and at Duke, 22-6. and six. I hope uh, 
Filipowski doesn't walk in front of anybody. And Auburn's number scratch. 11, by the way. He's number 11? Okay. Auburn is. Yeah. Auburn, thank you. I hope Filipowski doesn't walk in, <laughs> in front of somebody and, <laughs> and skin his knee. Uh, the Louisville women last night uh, got back on the winning track uh, at home. They beat uh, Florida State and another good team who's 20-9. and nine, 22nd ranked Louisville uh, won 70-55. Louisville now 23-7. and seven. They play at Notre Dame, who last night – Upset Virginia Tech, the fifth-ranked team in the country, 71-58. to That was a butt-kicking. Against a very, very, very good, best team I've seen come into the yum this year in in, in Virginia Tech. Uh, Well, uh, we're about down to our uh, uh, next break, Uh, so let's uh, let's do that and pay some bills, and uh, uh, we'll be back in just a little bit. Ed Peake sitting in for uh, John Spears here on – Spears at Sports. Back on Spears at Sports, I'm Ed Pete sitting in for John, who returns on Monday. Uh, on the other side of the board there is uh, Scooter Dingus, uh, also known as Justin Kalen. And uh, a lot of high school basketball tonight. I just want to run across this uh, very quickly. Uh, there's a couple of games tonight in the uh, the Louisville area that will be that should be quite interesting. Uh, we have, uh, boys-wise, we have Holy Cross versus Fairdale. That's at Valley. Moore versus Evangel Christian. And that game is at Southern. We have Fern Creek at Jefferson Town, which is uh, which is at Mercy Academy. Uh, even though uh, it's a couple boys teams, uh, it's going to be played at Mercy Academy. So, six region: the Sales, Butler, Shawnee, Manuel, Moore, Evangel, uh, Christian, and Southern are in the region next week. Uh, district winners play uh, uh, have uh, home court advantage. Trinity Seneca, Eastern Ballard, Manuel. Francis, Parker, St. Xavier, and more are all in uh, next week as well. Girls-wise, and the sixth region is Western, uh, North Bullet, Central, Mercy, Bullet East, and Holy Cross and PRP. Is, uh, it doesn't matter who wins. They, they still go to the uh, regional next week. Seventh region is, uh, why do I mention anybody besides Sacred Heart? But Manuel's not bad. Christian Academy, Ballard, Seneca, Male. Assumption in Central. And we will know sometime about 10 o'clock on maybe even a little earlier than that, 930, who won the Seymour, Southwestern, New Washington, and Borden sectionals. That should be uh, should be very, very interesting. Uh, Scoots, do you remember uh, where does the Seymour, and that's a 4A sectional, where did they go to the regionals? Do you remember? Uh, see, I think the regional is also in Seymour, right? Is it? Okay, yeah. yeah I uh, think that so. Make, that makes sense. I don't know where Borden goes. If they go to Washington? Yeah, either it, Washington or Ligoti. One Ligoti, of the two. Yeah. I, I want to say, yeah, one of those two. I love saying that word, Ligoti. I mean, it's you don't say it how it's spelled at all. No. Which always it, through. I mean, if you're pronouncing it how it's spelled, it should be Ligoti. Ligoti. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no. They, I, I've been to Lagodi a couple times. Also been to the Hatchet House in Washington. Both of those gyms are awesome. The Hatchet House, I love that. Yeah, the Washington Hatchets. Yeah, 
Have you have you ever seen a game at uh, Rising Sun? Not that I can recall, no. And you know what their nickname is, don't you? Uh, the Sunsets. You're close. The Shiners. Oh, somewhat close. <laughs> I think you gave me too much credit there, but <laughs> I I think that's a that that's a neat uh neat name. The Rising Sun Shiners. They should be the Sunrisers. And of course, there's Shackamack. There's Jack Sindel. There's all kinds of great. And there's don't forget this one: the Speedway Spark Plugs. You know, every year when I'm going through like scores for, I mean, I've been ingrained in Indiana high school basketball pretty well my entire life, and every year I'm I'm scrolling through scores throughout the state, and there is at least four to five schools every single season. That I'm like, what? Where are they? Who are they? I, I've never heard of that in my life, and so it it just makes it fun. There's, I, I love names. Shackamack. I have no idea where Shackamack is. <laughs> now, I do know where Rising Sun. It's up uh, on, on the river, close to the uh, gambling boat up. Yeah, up, casino up there. there. Yeah, that's yeah. the only reason Rising, I know where it is. That's the only reason. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. Um, got some picks for me uh, uh, for the weekend. I know my good buddy. Uh, Ken at the garage has sent me Bingo. a whole he he has sent me a whole bunch of stuff that he's gonna wager on. By the way, he is on vacation in Florida. Uh, he goes money line only bets for Saturday: Kentucky, Auburn, North Carolina, Duke, Arizona, Purdue. Point spreads not out yet. Can't give you my parlay bet on point spreads, but there you go. Well, he's a bold guy taking all them money lines. <laughs> uh, Florida, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Auburn, Illinois, Wisconsin, Kansas, Baylor. We talked in Virginia at Duke. Talked a little bit about that. Don't forget Kentucky uh, and uh, Arkansas. Who, who do you like in some of these games, Scoots? So it is hard to give picks when the spreads aren't out yet, but I will tell you there are a number of system games this weekend, which – if you're not familiar with system games, unranked home teams playing ranked top 25 teams. So I like a number of those. Wisconsin hosts Illinois. Illinois is number 13 in the country. I like Wisconsin to win that game on Saturday outright. Um, Illinois probably will be a slight favorite going into that game, but I'm, I'm going to be all over Wisconsin in that one. And then... In the Big 12, UCF hosts Iowa State. Iowa State's up to number eight in the country. But if you remember, Ed, UCF took care of Kansas when Kansas uh-huh. went in there earlier this season. So UCF is another spot that I'm going to like this weekend. South Florida, they're a top 25 team, number 25. They play at Charlotte. That's one of those system games that I do not much care for, which means Charlotte's probably going to win it outright. So keep your eye on that one. And then number one, Houston travels to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, 19 and nine on the season. Houston will probably be, I don't know, six, seven points if I had to guess. So I'll be all over Oklahoma in that one as well. So three out of the four system games I really love this weekend. That would probably get, uh, probably get Oklahoma in the NCAA tournament if they were happened, if they happened to, uh, to knock uh, off Houston, knocked off with number one. But. Yeah. I mean, I think they probably are already in the tournament, especially with the decent showing down the stretch here of the regular season. Right. That would cement it. Yeah, exactly. And then if they're able to go into the Big 12 tournament, win a game or two, yeah. I think Oklahoma's pretty safely in. College baseball, a uh, three-game series uh, t- beginning today, 3 o'clock, at Jim Patterson Stadium as Youngstown, Youngstown State 
comes into uh, uh, Louisville to play the uh, Cardinals. Uh, Louisville's won four straight after losing their first four games. They've actually really found how to hit. My goodness, they have scored a ton of runs uh, on this streak. They play 3 o'clock today, Saturday, and Sunday at 1. You going to go to any of those? Uh, might if it warms up. Well, I've got a lot going on this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm with – we're both in uh, Borden tonight and tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, no matter who wins for me. And then uh, uh, I do want to watch Louisville – Women took, play Notre Dame on Sunday, so I'll probably watch that. Oh, oh, the game tomorrow, baseball game tomorrow is at 1. That gives you plenty of time. You can go to the baseball game. Then yeah, go but I got a previous engagement tomorrow morning that I have to that I have to do. Well, so that, that. You said tomorrow morning. Game's at 1 p.m., man. <laughs> you, can, you can make it. Okay. Stop giving me excuses. <laughs> okay, Kentucky begins <laughs> a three-game series against Lipscomb today at 1 o'clock. That game was originally scheduled for later on because of the weather, though. They would. Uh, they changed it to one o'clock. Has there not been any movement on the Louisville game? No, on not, start time. Not so far. Let me if, if I can uh, check my. Yeah, we're uh, supposed to get a lot of rain today. Uh, and I'll say I will say this. It well, it really doesn't matter that much, but it does matter. The Louisville field, Jim Pat. It uh, it does. Uh, it drains quite well, mm-hmm. uh, but with. Well, I went out walking this morning, and uh, it was, I think it was either sleeting or snow pellets. And I got home, and my my head was full of little little pellets from when it was, uh, and I said to myself, he said, you're not going in, you're going to stick it out, and you're going to walk till the end of your route. And I, and I did. I Now I'm sore as all get up. <laughs> that was this morning? That was this morning, yeah. About the uh, what time was it? About nine o'clock. Hmm. See, I'm always I'm always up about the time the sun comes up. My wife had to get her nails done this morning at seven a.m. and she's going what? out the door. <laughs> she's going out the door. Uh, I'll see you later. And twenty minutes later, she calls me and says, "I'm here." Okay, <laughs> what do you want me to do? She just does it to aggravate me because she hates it. When I get to sleep in, and, and she can't. <laughs> 7 a.m. for yeah. a nail appointment? Well, uh, she's actually been as early as 6 or 6.30. How about that? Is she, is, is she going to, like, a salon or a shop or somewhere? Oh, no, it's a, it's, it's, it's a big-time salon and shop. Opening that early? Well, it, it, it's a specialized thing. She, huh. she works with the lady, and, and the lady will come in at whatever time she wants you to. They have okay. one lady who does hair. It's in there as early as four thirty or five. Good. Grief. I mean, some some people work at that time and they can't come. So, of course, if you knew what ladies pay for their nails and their hair, oh, it's ridiculous. I'd be there. I'd be there. I'd be there as well. You know? And how long it takes? Good grief. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad those hearing stories like that. It makes me really glad that I'm a guy and my haircuts are forty five minutes at the absolute most. Oh, I, I'm. I'm. 20 minutes and I'm out of there. I should be 20 minutes, but my my haircut lady, she likes to talk. And when she's talking, she can't cut. So <laughs> if she's sitting there telling me a story, she's just like staring at me in the mirror and not cutting my hair. It's the only reason it takes mine longer. Now, do you go to, uh, do you go across the river or do you go here in uh, the Louisville area? I, I am across the river, yeah. Across the river, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I go across the river as well. I'll only let ladies, women cut my hair because they listen to you, men don't. <laughs> Uh, just, just, just a—it's uh, a bold take, Ed. Just a uh, 
personal thing uh, that I like to uh, to do. Ladies cut my hair, not men. Uh, <laughs> NBA, it's uh, always on the weekend. There are a lot of games uh, in the NBA. Uh, Boston is still on top of the Cavaliers. That's reached eight games. That, that's not going to happen. They're Jeez. not going to catch them. Uh, obviously, the Eastern Conference is pretty much uh, – the Celtics, uh, Pacers are right on the verge of making the playoffs. They're eight over. The Heat's in it. No, excuse me, they would make the playoffs. Uh, Bulls and Hawks. The only one who won't make the playoffs is Brooklyn, uh, Toronto, uh, Charlotte, and uh, the Pistons and Wizards. You know what? For some reason, I, th- I have thought about becoming a Detroit Pistons fan. Oh, don't because, do it, <laughs> Because they are so... Bad. Don't do it. How about Washington? They're bad. They're too. bad. They're bad too. I mean, not only are they bad, they're really bad. Oh, uh, Jordan Poole, they traded for him to get him from the Warriors, and he uh-huh. has just been a mess this year. Really? He's had three or four just boneheaded plays. Like, what are you doing? Uh, well, you watch much NBA? No, 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 I, I don't. My wife doesn't like it, so uh, I usually like to try to watch what she likes at night. Uh, but I. You need to get you a basement set up. Well, we have a basement set up, or I can go back to uh, the bedroom and I can turn on whatever I want when she comes back. Well, you're she, a loyal guy. She she can she can turn on whatever she wants. Hey, how about this? The Thunder are within a game of the T Wolves, hmm. uh, and the Nuggets are only a game and a half back. Clippers four back. Suns, Pelicans, Mavericks, Kings, Lakers, Warriors. Uh, what's you the, had the speaking of the Thunder. You had the Thunder playing the Spurs last night, so you had Chet Holmgren versus Wembenyama. That was fun. Yeah, I saw a little, a few highlights on that. I, I, I did. Did you watch that game? No. <laughs> oh, I, I was, <laughs> did you have a wager on that? Game? I may or may not have had a wager. Oh, on you that may. Game, you yeah. can't remember. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I like basketball. Don't t- don't take me wrong. I like basketball. Uh, but baseball is far and above is football uh, second. Uh, Any specific level? College. Okay. So you uh, go MLB, college football. Next would probably be uh, – people aren't going to like this. <laughs> uh, but Well, no. NBA, uh, pro basketball and then uh, NASCAR. I don't like that. I'm uh, people. I do like I do like golf. I like watching golf on, on TV. That's very relaxing. And there's uh, there's something about, uh, and I, I can't golf. I'm terrible. I'm awful. Uh, there's something about walking out on the course at daybreak, no matter where you are. It could be a, a hacker's course. And the first time you reach that uh, green, you hit that ball and it rolls and there's dew on the. Oh yeah, that is just so so. Well, even I'll do you one better when you're like the second or third one off the tee, and you've had guys on that green before you and you can see their markers. Oh yeah, and you just hit one close to where they had to putt from. You got a nice little read at the break and stuff. It's great. By the way, did have you kept up with the Anthony Kim stuff at all? No, I haven't. So, are you familiar with Anthony Kim, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, he had to take some time off golf. I think he hasn't played in, I want to say, 10 years. Oh. Because wow. um, he had a $10 million, He got injured, had a $10 million insurance policy, basically saying that he can't golf anymore. So, he joined Liv, and Liv is paying his insurance money. So, 
he can he can come back. They had their first round this morning. He shot six over and is in dead last of the live tournament. Oh, six over. <laughs> wow. Um, dead last. Are you a golfer? Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, I'm not very good, but I'm, yeah, big time. Can you, can you drive a 200? Oh, yeah. For sure. Really? 200? Oh, yeah. That's, not, say, ver- that's not very far in. No, I, I was just comparing <laughs> you, uh, myself, to you, and the, the, the furthest I've ever driven is probably 175. Really? When yeah. was this? Yeah, probably a couple of years ago in Florida. Well, you're old. That's well. You lose some distance when you get old. I've never been long distance, <laughs> so that 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 was. We used to when we go to Florida, we would play at least at least once, and I'd go to the driving range and I'd go hit some balls, and I'd be all fired up. And first time I go out there and I get to the first tee, and we always shoot from. Is it the white tee? The first tee is for the furthest up. Well, you should Close. be playing from the green tees. That's the okay, old man okay. tees. <laughs> the old man tees. I'm, I'm not. Thanks. I'm not trying to hate. No, on you're you. right. I'm just. I'm, just being, right. I'm shooting you straight here. I go out and hit it, and I top it, and it rolls down the hill, and it goes about thirty feet. That was on the first tee. <laughs> on the first tee. Then you get another one. Uh, really, you get two mad. off the first tee. It really, really makes me mad. <laughs> and by the time I'm not a patient person, I've de- There's nothing in my life that I hate and love as much as golf. So I, I understand it. Really? Yeah. Well, you must be looking forward to when the PGA comes here. Oh I, yeah. I've covered a couple of those. I've covered the senior. I've covered the uh, actually a long way, way, way before you were born. The LPGA came through Louisville, and they played at. Uh, at uh, Hurstburn Country Club out off of Brownsboro Road. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was uh, that was pretty neat. And they had big names, and they uh, it was always uh, the galleries are, were, were huge, even back in those days. And uh, that that was always a lot of fun. Now, will you go out to Valhalla this year? Hope so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I should hope be you a good uh, time. Yeah, should, should be. Uh, there will be some great names here. They've uh, uh, re- completely redone the clubhouse. At uh-huh. Valhalla, by the way, looks pretty fancy. Well, we won't we won't get to be in the clubhouse. We'll be out in that large tent where they'll have <laughs> food and drinks. And you know, it's it's funny when you cover a uh, and I've covered helped cover, uh, haven't done it by myself. And helped covered the uh, PGA and the senior tournament for the Associated Press. And all the guys do is they come in and they sit in this big tent, and there's tons and tons uh, of uh, big screens. Mm-hmm. And you just watch it from there, and uh, you can go out on the course and kind of putts around. But uh, you know they they bring the players through, and they come through, and they play a uh, say a couple things. Well, the first day, a uh, guy comes in in the first group or two or three or four, he may end up, you know, leading the thing. So you got to be on your toes uh, to know, you know, okay, is this now? Obviously, anybody that shoots any anywhere in the low sixties. 61, 62, 63, or even a 59, which I've only I've only seen one 59. Have you ever shot a 59? Heck no, Ed. I've never the, even never even uh, been in the 70s. I shot a 59 <laughs> once on the PlayStation. I was going to say, did you shoot a 59 <laughs> on the first nine? <laughs> I have done that before, absolutely. Oh, but uh, it's a, it, it's, it can be a difficult sport to cover. Tennis is much easier. You just sit there and watch them volley back and forth. Yeah. Volley back and, forth. and scream. Yeah. Well, uh, about that time. Yeah, I hear the music. I hear the music. Well, thanks to uh, John Spears for allowing me to uh, host the show. Uh, thanks to uh, Justin Caitlin, Scooter Dingus on the other side. He always does a great job. And John Spears, Spears on Sports, 
will return on Monday. Good afternoon, everyone, from the sports leader in southern Indiana, Big X. <laughs>